0: back to the Sunday roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And of course, how are your heads? Guys, what's the story? How are you doing? Thank you, every single individual who has been listening to the show recently. We're on a good run at the moment. Thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for supporting the show. If you are not supporting the show, but you're listening to the show, please consider it to be sort of a transaction, right? So, like, if you're enjoying listening to the show, please consider subscribing to the Patreon to support the show and to enable me to continue uh, releasing it. Not that I've got a huge amount else on, but just sort of out of principle. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. Please subscribe. Thank you to everybody who sent me kind messages about last week's episode and previous ones. And thank you for people who are leaving reviews that's so, super important if you could review the podcast wherever you listen to it that would be great anyway how are you getting on uh it's great life is actually apparently happening again which is really exciting i was over with my mom earlier and she was telling me this is insane by the way i was over with my mom earlier and she was telling me my granny who's 89 years of age yeah is going to botswana next week by herself, is that not just the most impressive thing you've ever heard? Eighty nine years of age, and she's going to Botswana by herself. Obviously, we've told her she's only going to the dentist for a routine checkup, but still, it's unbelievably impressive. Don't you love when someone goes, "Jesus, eighty nine? I'd take that in the morning." Well, yeah, you drink a can of Coke at seven thirty every morning, and you have twenty regal cigarettes as part of your daily diet. I'd take forty fucking six if I was you, Barry. Anyway, eighty nine unbelievable. We've had to do though, you know, the Nana test recently with her. Uh, are you guys familiar with that? Yeah, it's, I, I don't know, it's probably it's a bit awkward, probably shouldn't be talking about it on a really public podcast that you want people to listen to, but like, you know, the Nana test, like long story short, she's 89, you know, she's had a, a brilliant, brilliant life, we keep telling her. And, you know, she's obviously now just by herself in this sort of like, massive, massive, gorgeous five bedroom house. And, you know, we're sort of waiting in the wings. I mean, sort of just like looking after her and we're just, we just want to make sure she's as comfortable as possible, you know? So we did the um, the Nana test recently where basically we got a doctor in that we had paid privately and we got him in and we just sort of, we sat Nana down um, after a couple of sherrys and, you know, we just said, look, Nana, obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously we want you to, you know, keep, keep, keep stay on in this house, you know, this massive, massive house, um, by yourself, you know, we don't want you to have to go into a home and then for us to really take control of, you know, not only the house, but also your finances and stuff as well, you know, (laughs) because, come on, what am, what am I going to do in a massive, uh, you know, five bedroom house like this all, all to myself? So we sort of sat her down and we did the Nana test where basically it's just a really simple, simple test, you know, three questions to, and for the doctor that we'd solicited privately and, um, you know, for him to then ascertain, is she well enough to stay in the house by herself or we have to sort of move in and just get what we deserve? I mean, take control and help her out, you know? Sorry, I hit my knee there. Nevertheless, we sort of did it there a couple of weeks ago and it went well. Like, I mean, it's, it's tough, you know, when you have to do this with a loved one. Excuse me. I need to clear my throat. <clears> throat> it's tough when you have to do this with a loved one. Um, but look, we sat it down. We sat her down and it, it went, it went as well as it possibly could have, you know? So, Nana, now are you, are you comfortable there? Well, uh, okay, excellent, excellent. Good stuff, good stuff. So listen, um, we're just here. I'm going to talk you through it now. That's just to the right of me here. That's uh Dr. Muljahazy, right? Oh, is he a doctor? Well, he's a tree sir. Yeah, he's a doctor. He's a tree sir. He's a do It's still a doctor, okay? So less of that chat now, Nana. We want, th- we want to make this as easy as possible, okay? Have another Murray Mint. Thank you. Right, so listen, Nana. Three simple questions, okay? We just need to ascertain that you're okay and, you know, you've still got your bloody wits about you. <laughs> I know I certainly don't, am I right? So don't answer me back. Okay, so Nana, listen, we're just going to ask you three simple questions and then, you know, everything will go back to normal, right? Grant. First question, Nana, and take as long as you need now with these, in around 30 seconds, you know, long as you need, any longer than 30, but long as you need, okay? First question, Nana, um, what date is Christmas Day? Uh, is it the twenty fifth of December? Yes. Oh, ah, oh, brilliant. See, I told you this is going to be a doddle. It's a walk in the park. You're fine. You're fine. Can we make them hard? Yeah. Question number two, now, Nana. Uh, what is my date of birth to the date? Thank you. Uh, was it the sixteenth of December, nineteen ninety? Unbelievable. How does she? Uh, amazing. Jesus. Yeah, that's brilliant. Nana, like, honestly, you're flying through these. These are, <laughs> this is absolutely incredible. So look, the last, we're nearly there now. Just one more. You're on the home stretch, as they say. One more question, Anna, and then we're all good and we'll go back to normal. Grant. Okay. Who won shot put in the 1984 Summer Olympics? Was it David Lowe? No, uh, sorry, Nana. It was Dave Lout. It was Dave Lout. See, you're wrong. Take her away, boys. Yeah, give me the keys. Thank you. Sorry, Nana. No, no. All the best now. Cheers. Thanks. we are not here to talk about Nana. No, we're here to talk about the pursuit of golf. Okay. I was doing some reflecting the other day about lockdown and about all the various things, the countless things that that I did not achieve in the last 18 months. I don't speak Spanish. I didn't learn Italian. I don't bake bread. I have yet to practice yoga or mindfulness or journaling or gratitude. I haven't become the fitness freak I thought I could have. All I've done is probably achieved a slightly more fractured sense of self and well-being. I'm sure many of you are the same. But the fact that we have even somewhat survived in the first place is a cause worth celebrating. Now, the game of golf. I know it's embarrassing. For me to be, any sort of sense of me being that, like in my head, oh, cool guy who like lived in London, that's all gone now. That's all gone. I've moved back home for a year and already I've regressed into just being a miscellaneous moron who lives in the deep suburbs of South County Dublin and plays bloody golf. I know, it's embarrassing. Now, it's not exactly like Ultimate Frisbee levels of embarrassing, but it's still pretty bad. Ultimate Frisbee, by the way. Good bloody God. I would prefer, I would legitimately now prefer to get arrested for dogging or curb crawling in the Phoenix Park, rather than to be caught playing Ultimate Frisbee with a bunch of naive international students with nothing but good intentions. Ultimate fucking Frisbee. At what point, when you sign up for Ultimate Frisbee, do you realise this is the end? Does your finger hover up that over the button, you know? Like in the Bay of Pigs, the Cuban Missile Crisis, and the Cold War times. Like, Does your finger hover over that button thinking, once I press this, that's it, gone now. Any any sort of charade or facade of being cool, that's all evaporating. Ultimate fucking frisbee. Anyway, yes, I play golf now. I know. Part of it is because it's a solo pursuit. I enjoy that. I don't like group things. We've talked about it a lot, but I do not like group things. So I've started getting into golf, trying to get into golf. I'm awful. I'm really bad, okay? So I've started looking up quotes about golf to inspire me. Here's one from Winston Churchill. Golf is a game whose aim is to hit a very small ball into an even smaller hole with weapons singly ill-designed for the purpose. Brilliant. Winston Churchill. Excellent. A real witty quip from the one-line king that is Winston Churchill. Might get that framed, actually, and put it above the mantelpiece. He also famously said, by the way, I hate Indians. They are a beastly people with a beastly religion. So, everything with a bit of pinch of, uh, with a pinch of salt, you know? You don't see that. Getting put in as many Instagram bios or used as a guess the quote in the local pub quiz tiebreaker, do you? No, no, no. People prefer the stuff he does about, like, if you're going through hell, keep going. Not the stuff about the Indians. Anyway, I play golf now. I play golf. And I'm shit, okay? But that's fine. That's part of it. However, I wanted to talk to you about a situation that arose with me last week on the golf course. I'm not a member of anywhere. If anyone's a member of anywhere and wants to take me out playing golf, let's go. Nevertheless, a friend of mine called me up and asked me, would I like to sort of become golf buddies with a friend of his dad's? And I asked why, and he said, well, to cut straight to the chase, his wife died, he's in his early 70s, and you're the only friend I have that has effectively the same life schedule as a widower in mourning. So I said, fine. And off I set last week with a fresh face and about... 55 uneaten Murray mints I took from Nana's Gaff and a Ziploc bag and a bit of sun cream. And this is what happened. So I arrive and I meet the guy in the car park. Okay. Let's call him Bernard. Now, Bernard, much to my pleasure, looks exactly like me. So I'm not super intimidated. Okay. And just in case you're not familiar with the way that I look, follow me on Instagram at mega mark. But if you just want a description, I have the body of what can only be described as, say, a snowman. Right. I look like a snowman. I have a rotund midsection and man boobs, so I effectively look like two pano chocolats sitting on top of a space space hopper. Right, that's literally my body. He looked the same. I was like grand. We shake hands, nice to meet you Bernard, nice to meet you Mark, we're walking through the car park and I notice there's like a Lamborghini or a Porsche or something parked there. So I go, oh yeah, that's a nice car isn't it, because I mean I don't know, what do you say to a guy in his early 70s who you don't know, I was just like, oh it's a lovely car isn't it, and he goes, well you know what that means, "Uh, no no I don't Bernard, he's got a small small cock, oh yeah I suppose maybe he does yeah, but like come on. First and foremost, to the people that say owning an expensive sports car goes hand in hand with having a small penis. You're wrong. You're wrong. I've had a tiny Willy for years and I haven't even passed my theory test. Okay. Just another example of when I've been lied to by the system. I was like, Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely got a small cock. That's a quick. And the way that he was saying cock so aggressively was quite bizarre. But I was like, I started trying to argue it. I was like, do you think though? and he was like, they'll definitely guarantee a small cock. It's like, well, hold on a second here. If you were a billionaire, right, and you struggled with self-confidence due to the size of your appendage, surely the first step would be penis enlargement rather than a Ferrari. Especially if people are going to say, oh, nice Ferrari. I bet you have a small dick. I'd be purchasing a fucking second-hand Nissan Micra and booking an appointment with my GP to get an extra three inches. Inches. Or like go down to Pompeii Paints and just paper mache a bit of girth or whatever way that you're inclined. I also feel like people shouldn't be embarrassed in general by having small pieces, penises. It's not something you should be ashamed about, like owning a dungarees or falling for those text messages from your auntie about WhatsApp getting hacked. It's just a tiny todger. Have fun with the little guy. Do you know what I mean? It's absolutely ridiculous, though, the whole small... Like, as if the person, by the way, who has the small penis, he didn't, like, he didn't choose the penis... Do you know what I mean? It's not something you can change. It's not like your Facebook profile picture or your personality afternoon an Erasmus. You can't just change it at the drop of a hat. You can't blame the individual for having the tiny penis. It's not like somebody has had a conversation with God on the first day before they came to Earth and like they're at the sort of penis section of the body shop and said, oh, hey, what's the story? Yes, yeah, so I'm just looking at these penises here. I can't really decide what's what's for me. Um, Well, yeah, do you want to take one of the small ones? Yeah, yeah, there seems to be loads of those left. Why, the, sort of, why is that so full? yet? the box with normal size penises and extra-large ones, they're all gone. Why is the small ones? Yeah, I don't know, man, to be honest. Yeah, they're just, they're just not really going as fast as we thought they would and whatever, but um would you, do you fancy one? Um, I know, like, what's in it for me? Like, you're hardly going to throw in a Ferrari, are you? Hold that thought. God! Sorry, just upstairs. He's, I think he's cooking up a famine. one sec. God! Yes? Uh, Listen, there's a guy here. Can we throw in a Ferrari if we give him a small cock? Well, yeah, but you should probably give him, like, like some sort of get-out, like, maybe penis enlargement surgery instead of the Ferrari. Okay, so, yeah, look, I've spoken to God. Uh, We can give you a Ferrari, but, like, the other option is we could just give you, like, a token for penis enlargement surgery so that if you go down to Earth and, you know, the penis doesn't get the sort of warm welcome you had expected, you could get the surgery. Sorry, where are the keys? Oh, you don't want the penis enlargement? No, no, where are the keys? Thank you very much. Won't be a problem. Guarantee it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So off I went on this round and of golf. And what proceeded to happen was I realised... Golf guys are worse than rugby guys. Golf guys are worse than soccer boys. Golf guys are worse than all of the above combined. I've never had an experience like it, to the extent that I started actually playing a game with this guy Bernard in my head, because some of the shite that got spoken was actually unimaginably insane. I've never heard anything like it. So he takes it upon himself, you know. He wants to give me the sort of, oh, I'll show this young fella, you know, now the rules of golf and the, the game of golf. So he started, and he did talk like that, I genuinely, like a sort of duck getting stood on or having a sort of stroke. You know, Mark, uh, golf is a game of ethics. Yeah, yeah, no, I've heard, Bernard. Yeah, much like any game, it has rules. I, that's what I really hate about golf is people like to over-poeticise the sort of rules of golf. And, at, like, why they, they attach some sort of nonsense philosophy to it as if it's superior to other games, just because it's historically more exclusive, you know? You know, golf, Mark, golf is a game of ethics and morals. Yeah, no, I know, yeah, there are rules. You know, it's a gentleman's game. And that's the that's the real the fulcrum of it. You don't cheat, you know? It's a real... Gentleman's game. Yeah, no, I've heard that. Now that's fair enough, Bernard, yeah. Now have you seen a bartender inside? Sorry? You know the bartender Sylvia? I think she's from Latvia or somewhere. Uh, she's from Dundalk. Yeah, now, the arse on her. Oh, nice one. Good stuff. Oh, no, sorry. Good stuff, Bernard. Thanks for that ethics uh, tutorial there. Appreciate it. Anyway, we went on and started playing golf. The guy was the biggest buffoon I've ever encountered in my life. He also started bullying me, right? He literally started bullying me. He, like, I'm I'm shy to golf. I understand that. But he started, like, you know, trying to perfect my swing and blah, blah, blah. All the usual stuff. And then... On one of my shots, I hit it and obviously it went off into fucking France. He just goes, gay. I went, what? I went, that shot was gay. I was like genuinely surprised because obviously that's not really a word that you hear being bandied around uh, very commonly these days. And then I realised, this guy is actually just the worst person ever. So I started making notes on my phone and like just sort of pushing him a little bit. Because any person that we mentioned throughout the course, small cock. He was obsessed with fucking penises, this man. Every single person that got brought up, winchy penis. Dennis Irwin, oh no, non-existent cock on that guy. It's like, this is so insane. So I started making notes on my phone and he genuinely proceeded to call me gay throughout the whole round. Like, are you joking me? I think my friend must have been setting me up for this as a piss take. Here's a list of things that I brought up on the golf course that resulted in him saying gay to me. Apparently these things, doing these things is gay, apparently, according to Bernard now. Green tea. Gay. Listening to Dermot Kennedy. Gay. Being in a relationship with a woman. Also gay. Ordering salmon. Gay. Crossing your legs. Gay. Wearing jeans that weren't designed purely for the function of concealing your legs from the elements. Gay. Not being interested in cryptocurrency. Gay. Thanking a waiter for your meal. Gay. Oat milk. Gay Wearing a two-piece swimsuit Gay Being afraid of sharks Gay Going to Barcelona Gay Stretching before exercise Gay Getting stung by nettles Gay Giggling Gay Using card instead of cash Gay Describing one of the lad's outfits as swish Gay Using the correct pronunciation of croissant Gay Drinking beer out of a glass Drinking water out of a glass Checking out your uncles and describing the hotel you're staying in as swish Apparently all fucking gay Gay Thanks so much for listening to the Sunday Roast Guys, how's it going? Really, really appreciate every single one of you who listens to the show. And again, just another call to arms, as it were, to please subscribe to the Patreon, patreon patreon.com forward slash Mark MarkMegan. It would mean the world to me and it would help keep the bloody oven uh, alive, switched on, turned on and ready for roasting. Hope you're doing good, guys. It's been a beautiful week of weather on the east coast of Ireland. I suspect it's the same elsewhere and in the wider world no idea regarding the weather conditions. I don't know what this is. Thank you for listening to the show. Hope you're doing good. I'll speak to you soon. All the best.